0: Jason, how are you? Oh, I'm dandy, sir. You
1: have Jason. I got to put my ear in my left, my right ear. For some reason, I feel like I hear better out of my right ear than my left ear. I don't know why that is. This is reversed. Whoa. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're, we're playing with new technology, folks. That's not really new. It's just new to us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm recording on Skype because hopefully it'll give me more um, recording time than um, the Zoomers. But, uh, we'll see how this turns out. We might have to do this whole thing over again, but it's okay because we're improv and, uh, you know, it'd just be a whole new thing of content, Jason. Like, sh- like, like, share, and subscribe. Oh, did I say that again.
0: <laughs> you did. Yes, that's uh, right, folks. Everybody like, share, and subscribe.
1: I figure if everybody on else the
0: is. The button do it, below. You got to point yeah. to the button below. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, I've got closed captions on. How is that happening? Uh, uh
0: Je les en laisse Don Lani.
1: Nope. There we go. I do not need my closed captions. Um, so, um
0: Happy birthday, Gene. A little late, but happy birthday.
1: Well, thank you, uh <laughs> sir. What um I um how's um how is the new job been going still? Uh, you
0: know, I'm actually being moved into a different kind of role there, which actually is good. So Already. Yeah, they they wanted me, they were <laughs> Turns out they were kind of testing me a little bit to huh. see how I acted under pressure. Um which might like, All right. Uh, it's a little little devious, but hey, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um So I'm moving into more of a rate quoting job, so I get to quote rates for shipments. Um so yeah, only because they actually recognize my extroversion in my in my (laughs) my personality, um and understand that I'm I'm really good with that stuff. So
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh they're moving me into something that's even better fit for me. So again, kind of a neat thing. I mean I'm I'm transitioning into it, so I'm still doing the old job and just kinda learning some of the new. But Yeah, the wonderful world of rate quoting for shipments.
1: Really? Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I still
1: believe that you're in shipping. I mean, some people may think you're in the CIA, but I think you're still in shipping.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be in the CIA. (laughs) I wouldn't be in any of the alphabet agencies. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a private private (laughs) investigator, Gene. Come
1: on. (laughs) Right. Private eye. Watching you. That's Um, right.
0: They see your every move,
1: you know. I, for some reason, I've got closed captioning on, and it is bothering the crap out of me. And I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like what what is this? And then I and I try to attempt to turn it off, and it appears to be turned off, but yet it's still going. Hopefully, <laughs> when I watch back the recorded, it's not going to show that. At any rate, um, Jason is. Um, How should we say, let's go to speaker view, see what that's like. Ooh, I see you. Now, um, I was thinking about, oh, by the way, um, there was a baseball uh, death today, and I can't remember this guy's name. Um, A uh, former baseball player um, that used to uh, broadcast with, um, I think he did a lot with Joe Buck for years. Mm-hmm. For World Series games and stuff, and maybe even with Bob Costas back in the day. Um, Who was it? Tim McCarver. Oh, man. Yeah, he passed away. A lot of people I remember um, was not fans of Tim McCarver. Uh, and that is, I wasn't necessarily either, but you know, I, mean, I think that his – if it makes any sense, I think that he was a true ball player. I mean, fan. A true baseball fan. I mean, maybe he differed an opinion, you know.
0: Yeah, all the time to most people. The, yeah. yeah,
1: and and he had his own way of looking at things, but I did always appreciate that he seemed to be, yeah, you know, a baseball a, a a fan of the game, not just a guy that was just there. Um. Anyway, um. So yeah, that's the biggest thing that I noticed. Yeah. It was going on <clears throat> besides uh weird balloon shooting shootings out of the sky. <clears throat> Very odd. Um. Yeah. What um. What do you make of that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're gonna have that kind of talk tonight because <laughs> no, that's your podcast, Jason. When put you your seatbelt
0: a... on, Dean, if you want me to really ex- you know, expound on that. And when are you starting um, your podcast? How about that? Up, up and away in my beautiful, are you... my beautiful. buddy. No, uh, ser- seriously, are you um,
1: <laughs> are you uh, mapping out, drafting uh, what could possibly be one day? also, yeah,
0: I'm probably gonna start it uh, after I get married and am in, you know. The more permanent um, studio, <laughs> uh, hmm. the, the permanent temporary studio um, in the office upstairs at the, the okay the house that I the townhome that I will be in in an undisclosed location far below the earth.
1: Um, Does she yeah. have any pets, by the <laughs> way?
0: Yes. Okay. Fair warning. Yes,
1: I'll keep that in mind. We're no, roar, 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 roar. Least, you
0: know. no, it would be the other one. It'd be the other noise. <laughs> Ah. Uh, meow. <laughs> yep, twice, two of them. Um, so if you come and visit me Gene, take your Claritin. ah. Um, uh, yeah, I, just, you know what? Although I, although I will say you would not know she has cats because when you sit on stuff, she cleans so religiously, like there's no hair anywhere. Well, that's um, good. So it, that okay, might some, help you. But anyway. Here's
1: something funny. I'm allergic to a lot of things, like pollen dust. I happen to be allergic to dogs. I don't really like cats, but I'm not allergic to them. I wish it were the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you, wish I mean, you, were, I, you wish you were not allergic
0: to dogs and allergic yeah, if, to cats. Yeah.
1: I lo- I I love dogs. I think they're great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a pet kind of guy. And, no, I do uh,
0: really. It's just. Yeah. But
1: I uh, I like petting on dogs and I like you know playing with them and stuff and <laughs> and seeing so, you know, them. But it just it annoys me that you know a cat can lay all over me and I'm probably fine. But you know, dog. Like, oh, well, then you'll it.
0: be fine. Then you'll be fine at our house when when it becomes our house. Should um, be.
1: I think dander in general bothers me, but yeah. well,
0: I, honestly, it probably bothers anybody that's not used to it. So right. I will probably have to take a lot when I first you know move in there. I'll probably have to be like you know maybe on a small IV or something. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But what no, about you the not podcast.
0: Oh well, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a uh, a setup in an office there, uh, one of the extra bedrooms, and um, can have me a nice corner desk with multiple monitors and. Mm. I'll have, have my a,
1: first spinoff, my first podcast spinoff.
0: That's right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to call. What it's going to be called yet. Um, Jason's have,
1: Conspiracy Hour.
0: No, no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from CIA created labels. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go for. I will probably go for something kind of catchy. You know, maybe like white noise.
1: Oh, I. You know, white's kind of uh, a cuss word nowadays. No matter what. Context you're using, I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I
0: have a cuss word, yeah, in my name. Um, but I, or you know, down the rabbit, something like down the rabbit hole, or something kind of fun and catchy. Um,
1: yeah, okay. So, um, are you looking at being, um, more on the um, controversial, like political topics, or well, um, more of an improv, like we do here, type thing? You, you know, it, it it may be kind of
0: centered around like. Um, red pilling people. Um, but it also may be kind of organic as well. You know, if I mm-hmm. have somebody on, it'll be kind of like talk about what's going on, but then we can just kind of talk. You know, and just kind of be more of a free, like platform, exchange of ideas. Um, uh, to a bit a bit of a town square kind of thing or a Hyde uh, Park. You know, get up on your soapbox for a little while, and then yeah. you know. Kind of go have a, go have a myth, a, uh, imaginary drink with your friend and talk about life and stuff. And as, as it, you know, it'll, and it'll be, you know, obviously it'll be family friendly, clean to an, you know, to an extent. Obviously there's some subject matter that's a little, little more delicate than others, but, um.
1: Okay. So for example, if you were, let's just say you want to have, you want to talk about, We'll just use the subject of, we just talked about balloons and, um, UFO type sightings or whatever. And you did that. <laughs> you wanted to sort of be no holds barred in that you just, if I have an opinion about it, you just yeah, talk I, about it, whatever. There's a guy, there's a, um,
0: there's a guy who, uh, po- one of the podcasts that I listen to and I'll plug him on here. It's, uh, Nino's Corner. Um, it's, uh, David Nino Rodriguez. He's a former heavyweight boxer and, um, met him in Texas actually and he kind of does that he doesn't necessarily agree with all of his guests necessarily but he gives them kind of a free forum to talk um now obviously i'm not going to have i mean a lot of guests to start with you know depending upon where it comes in you know i'm not as famous as eugene um and uh <laughs> i'm you know what i mean i'm going to have i'm it's going to be more of a, i'm going to give kind of a, a a days kind of goings on you know What's on fire? What's on fire or derailed today? Um And that's yeah. uh, and that's uh, metaphorical and literal. Um But, you know, but with the uh, with the whole idea of. We know who's in charge. We know God's in control. We just get to see how he does it kind of stuff. You with, know? Um, and that, that's kind of yeah. my point. It's not not to be like, yes, by talking about it, it'll be somewhat of a dark cloud or negative over that. But it won't be. It'll be more like. Okay, what's what's the root well, what's really going behind it's you know, I'm not gonna like relate it back to Revelation or anything because that's dangerous. Um but you know what I mean, just more of that kind of let's talk about it but let's be encouraged to right. not I don't wanna be, you know, Debbie Downer the whole time. Um so that's kinda my aim. We'll see how it goes. Um I'm gonna hopefully get a new laptop. Uh this one's kinda Kind of struggling, if you've noticed the uh, lack of resolution in this camera. I'm very fuzzy and shiny. <laughs> um,
1: Actually, it doesn't look bad for a camera.
0: Yeah, especially one from, what, 2016? Mm. Um, so, trying to figure out how to, you know, finance a, a MacBook Pro <laughs> somehow. Um, probably just have to sell some precious metal. But um, anyway, so this, this is kind of the... Kind of the idea of it. So just, it is more freeform with that kind of overarching topic. Um, Gina, Gina will remember some of my house parties. That was kind of my, my idea with those too is I would have like people come over to do something, but then kind of let whatever happens happen. Um, you know, and no, I'm not going to call it house party. Um, Cause I'm sure that's copyrighted.
1: Um, that was, that was taken by an eighties, uh, um, hip hop movie. Thank you.
0: Right. Right. And I don't, I don't wear <laughs> a fade very well. Can play. Um, but, uh, anyway, so yeah, that's kind of my idea. So like I said, very, I want it to be a positive look. I want it to be a positive, like by nature of talking about what's going on, there's going to be some, you know, obviously talking about negativity, but it'll all, it'll come back around with you know, that positive spin to it. Not spin, but like mm-hmm. actual theme. So so that's kind of my point. And and then there may be some times where I'll do one and it doesn't have anything to do with that. You know? Uh there's another guy, John Harold, used to be go under the name Patel Patriot. So not cash Patel, but Patel Patriot. Um and he kind of does a bunch of different things. Like he does all this stuff on actual military law and what's going on and this that and he gets really deep and he has guests on and and it's Now he formed a company called Badlands Media, um, which I'm assuming he's in, you know, one of the Dakotas, which is why he called that. But um, he also like he does a separate thing where he does a sports talk one, where it's just talking about sports, because you know we need to, even though we know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, we'll just say it like that. I'm not getting deep on your show (laughs) with that, but we need to laugh, we need to joke around, we need to have fun, we need to enjoy life. Like we're supposed to. We don't need – you know what I mean? mean, Like I – there is – there is – we do need to be aware and we do need to be prepared, but we need to enjoy it. We need to enjoy life and we need to laugh, for goodness sakes, because we're all funny, even if we don't think we are.
1: Thus the uh, premise of this podcast. Exactly, Exactly. yeah. And that's why I've mentioned – which I did have a podcast a couple weeks ago where I just got on camera and just talked myself about a few of the um, going-ons, which I want to get back to that – a little bit more. I think I just talked about um the DeMar Hamill thing. That was a sports topic and I think I uh, talked a little bit about uh the um oh gosh, what was it? Oh, kind of the weirdness of the um um McCarthy um election to uh Congress. I just kinda of talked about how that was just sort of a weird weird <laughs> happening. You know? Just kinda of, it's <laughs> kind of weird how yeah. it all went
0: down you know oh, i should have been on that podcast
1: yeah um <laughs> but anyway um
0: i listen and that's the other thing too i listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to a lot of people hear their different yeah. viewpoints on things here their are different way of doing things and so you kind of take cues from those mm-hmm. and you see what you kind of like what you don't like you also can filter things out right. because a lot of times the truth is not going to Come on your TV. It's not going to come from your normal sources. It's going to come from people on the ground or from people who know the industry of whatever you're talking about, you know, the the actual people. Um, and so it's hard sometimes to, uh, you, you have to be careful. I just say tread lightly when you, when you listen to things. Um, and you know, take a lot of things of the whole phrase of in my opinion. Um, but that opinion doesn't necessarily mean that it's, fiction what they're saying, it just means that what they deduce from what they know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that and, and that's with anything in life, really. I mean, but it's especially with the availability of internet and cell phones and how we're just always in touch with everything. Yeah. Uh, there's no more waiting on the paper to come out the next day or waiting on the nightly broadcast of the news or something like that. Right. So, so you know, we we've it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. You have to kind of, you have to filter and you have to know how to filter, Mm -hmm. which is always tell people with the finger up like this, do your own research. (laughs) You know, and that's that's, what you have to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean the same research that somebody else is doing either. Like, you know, the way of researching, you research the way you know how to research and whatever that means, you know, if that means you put boots on the ground and you go figure something out yourself, especially if it's local, then you do. Like me, you know, driving by the election center in Lawrenceville, here in in Gwinnett County. I'm just telling you where I am, uh, in Gwinnett County, to see what was going on, you know, one night or, you know, participating in it, which I did. I was a I was a counter in the first recount, um, that happened. I was actually sitting at a table.
1: So, now, Jason, this is for your podcast now. <laughs>
0: but I'm just I'm not I'm not getting any deeper than that. I'm yeah, just saying. No. That's how I got involved. That's how I know what's going on. You know, I listen. Save that I take, for Rumble. I take people that. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Um, uh, if they're gonna sense you, then you know. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, how you know. Behind that, though. Yeah, you only get shot at when you're over the target, Gene. Um <laughs> But you know, you just you have to. All that to say, if you have you trust your gut. I hate that phrase, but we know what the gut really is. You know, and you have to. And, 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 and your gut's different than my gut, and it's just how it is. There are some things that are concrete, and then there are some things that are left up to kind of like, hmm, I wonder what that is. And that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, like, I wonder what that is flying in the sky that looks like Richard Branson, <laughs> looks like Richard Branson trying to cross the, you know, the, the globe again.
1: Well, sometimes, uh, like, uh, I heard some guy the other day say, oh, maybe that's one of those, oh, look at that. What is that right there? What POM! You get a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a funny video. That I saw one that was
0: uh, a funny meme about it that was like, I followed this Russian balloon for 12 miles until I figured out it was bird poop on my window.
1: And it was like <laughs> this little
0: circle of bird. I mean, it's just – if uh, anything – Look at here. Look at
1: here. Look at here. Pow. <laughs> <Like that.
0: laughs> yeah, don't follow shiny objects. you will liable to get punched in the nose.
1: But um, I think that um, my – hold on.
0: Uh, uh-oh.
1: So I take a drink while I'm I'm talking on um, camera? That's a real professional there. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, let, me, uh, let me gargle for a minute. Um, when I uh, – yeah, comedy is the basis of – I, I like yeah. to say that comedy and improv, not that we're trying to make jokes the whole time we're talking, but comedy, no. improv, and having a light conversation that you might have – not light, but a conversation that you just might have out on your deck. Is the basic premise of this podcast, which I don't know why I don't have two million subscribers already.
0: But (laughs) Uh, gotta market it, Gene. Come on, yeah. (laughs) Um, Like and subscribe right down there. But
1: (laughs) like this podcast is not meant to be, you know, like even my interviews. Right. I don't know. Kind of like I don't know where I'm going with this, except to say that, like, when I talk about. To me, a lot of subjects are meant for private conversations. Like if I want to talk to you about the – while we're on the subject, balloons that people shoot down or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean there's a thousand podcasts where a guy gets on and stares at the camera and says, this is what I think about it. I've done my research, and I see this happening. I see this going on. There's 18 – here's three different articles um, resourcing this, that, and the other, and I heard that this guy was doing that. To me, I would rather – if I get on talk about it, I'm just going to talk about, hey, wasn't that crazy that that, 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 that happened? Maybe right. this. Maybe that. I don't right. know. And touch then you on move on. You touch on it lightly, and you move on. Yeah, Kind of that, like – almost like a – not trying to report like a newspaper article would, but more of just saying that, hey, there's things going on out in this world, and we right. should recognize that they are happening. And it's right. okay to recognize that they're, they're happening, realizing that you're not an expert, but at exactly. least telling people that might be listening to you, hey – you might want to look into this.
0: Right, exactly. Thank you. That's oh. exactly what I was saying. Like, yeah, the, and it's it's funny and, and make jokes because right. darn it, we should laugh. Well, we you know that's laugh.
1: that's one of the things that I kind of miss about Rush Limbaugh. And people will disagree with this and probably left and right that I think Rush got because his show was so political that most like ninety percent of his show he talked about politics and right. political yeah. people and you know um, things that he liked or didn't like. But the guy had a good sense of humor. Yes, he and did. he did talk about a lot of things of his life that were not political oriented or even related to politics. That he just tried to, you know, give you the perception of him as a human being, just as yep. a person. Yep. And I think that, um, that's where a lot of people got lost with Limbaugh, um, during it. But that's just, that was his angle. He liked talking about what he wanted to talk about, and that's what he wanted to talk about. Kind of yeah. like, um, for instance, um, Sean Hannity is like the, uh, probably the latest guy. He, I'm sure he comes in number one since, uh, Limbaugh's passing off, oftentimes, but, um, him and Dave Ramsey were like two and three behind Limbaugh, I think, on the Nelson ratings all the time. Um, but, uh, that's Sean. Sean does his thing. He likes to talk about politics, and he has, like, just almost basically like his show. He has talks about politics, he has guests come on his show, and he pretty much sticks to that. Not one trick pony, but that's just his thing. He does his thing. So, and another one might be um, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, he does his thing as He's well. The
0: number One right now.
1: Oh uh, well, on TV anyway. Not in radio, yeah. Yeah, um, if you gave, but, Tuck, but if you gave Tucker a radio show,
0: he'd be number one.
1: That's uh, just how he is, you know. But another example might be. I was thinking. Um, anyway, a lot of people like to do a very strong political bend, whereas yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum. Now, I'm trying to think of, you could probably think of one better than I could because you're more into podcast um listening. I haven't, I don't listen to a lot lately because I have kids and a job and, you know. Yeah, you don't have time. Um, <laughs> it's but uh there are, for instance, uh Christian podcasts mm-hmm. that are, it's all they talk about. It's just, we're going to talk about a Christian subject, something yeah. spiritual or Christian every single podcast. Like, if this were us, every podcast would be like, we're going to talk about. Now I do have that, by the way, uh, talk of the now theology yeah. podcast, which I need to get back to. <laughs> like and subscribe. That's uh, my other, uh, spinoff, <clears throat> but, and, and share. Yes. Um, but that's to me, th- that was just always so limiting. So I look at my pod, the best way that I could describe my podcast style would be very similar to, um, It has a taste of Joe Rogan's podcast way in it when I do my interviews. I just like to have somebody sit down and discuss and talk, you know, and there's no time limit or no whatever on it. But I'm not like Joe Rogan at all, and I wouldn't want to be him. Um, But that's just – I like doing the interview thing. But when when I'm talking to you or talking to Jared and we talk about sports or if I have any other, um, you know, kind of guest on, then we just shoot the breeze. It's shooting the breeze. And – there's a, two guys in Atlanta, the Atlanta people know, Mark Aram and, uh, Eric Von Hessler, and their shows are very similar to ours, but our show has a Christian bend to it. This right. show has a show where we're not afraid to talk about God and get, and bring our Christian perspective and, um viewpoints to it.
0: Yep. Yep. I, so that's
1: how I look at my show It's sort of like, yeah. it's a lot like Von Hessler, his called yeah. the Von Hessler Doctrine and Mark Aram. Like Von Hessler talks about political things, but a lot of it's just improv and him talking about whatever's on his mind or what he wants to talk about. And he's libertarian. I'm not a libertarian, but Mark Aram is probably similar in a way of libertarian type, but he, his show is completely just nutty things all the time. It's just what's your favorite ice cream sandwich? It's like, you know. That's pretty much a Mark Aram show. I mean, he has a fast food uh, minute where he talks to a guy about different fast food uh, favorites of the day.
0: Right. See, those are even kind of more structured than, say, like a Neil Borch used to be, where Neil was just kind of stream of consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. He would talk about certain things, but then he would just, you know, it would just lean into it and it would be, you know, that it's it's done after a few hours. But, mm-hmm. you know, I I you, there, there are people like that that kind of shaped your idea of, radio and broadcast and you know neil's one of them um, yeah
1: and but yeah. it was like um rush though that he was if you didn't know him and you just tuned in yeah twice a year you would think oh 90% of this is just political talk about whatever but yeah. for 4 hours and he was on 4 hours he would go into all kinds of crap i mean he yeah. would just talk about whatever you know yeah everybody just
0: assumed it was always politics but it wasn't always politics
1: he would start. talk about airplanes for 30 minutes
0: yeah sometimes. yeah um yeah, there were so many. There are so many of those kind of guys in there. I mean, um, probably don't remember him much, but, uh, Neil Bortz's predecessor, Ludlow Porch was, was very Bird much of. that way. Um, mm-hmm. he tended, he tended to go a little sports on it. Um, but he, um, he was kind of that way. Um, you know, I, I, I like the, the relaxed
1: style. Kimber's there. kind of that way, isn't he?
0: The Kimber? Yeah. I don't, I haven't really listened to much, honestly, yeah. much talk radio locally, uh, in a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I from what I've heard, I would, I would assume it's kind of like that, but yeah, it, it's just funny how you, it's kind of funny. We're having a podcast about podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoa, elephant in the room. That's deep. We just got really deep. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I think, I think you're doing the right thing by just kind of having like, uh, let's, let's maybe get a topic, maybe not, you know, let's, let's let us talk, maybe not. You know, um it doesn't always have to be so rigidly structured behind something. You know, it is conversational. That's that's what you're you're kind of going for. Like, the, I like the idea of the chat on the deck. You know, that, but the chat on the deck with somebody you want to come back. You know, so you're not going to just What
1: does chat on the deck mean?
0: Like chatting on the deck, like you're having to talk with somebody on oh. the deck at home. Yeah, you know, I'm a little slow. You know, gotcha. you know yeah. the, you know, the yeah.
1: deck that comes off. It's the one that I made earlier. of wood. Off of, you know, Anyway, um, I'm thinking you know like I mean? uh, I'm thinking like baseball, like you're about to go to bat. Oh no,
0: no, no, not on deck. Um, mm-hmm. But although that would be kind of a funny name for a podcast, on deck. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, you with, but it's with somebody like I said that you want to come back and talk. You don't want you don't want to scare them away. You don't want to you know make them too mad. So you know you could talk about somewhat controversial stuff if you want to call it controversial. I hate putting those labels on things. Um, right. But if you're talking at it through the lens of our faith, if you're talking at it, uh, talking about it through a positive way of looking at things, because, you know, if we're talking about our faith, we've read the back of the book and we win. So, um, (laughs) you know, ultimately we're fine. Um, it's just, as we live in the world, we have to, we have to kind of exist and we have to deal with things. But, um. I like it. I like the way you do your podcast, Gene. I think you've done a stellar job. Um, I will give you my stamp of approval. Uh,
1: you know. Thank you, Jason. Two snaps up in a circle. Don't interpret that, people, as Jason being a yes man. He would tell me if there's something he didn't like. So there you go. Yeah, I
0: mean – <laughs> no, yeah, and I, I, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So if anything, I've got, a, I've got a little bit of an ear for that, and like I told you before, keep doing it. You're doing a good job, Gene. Well, this is is a pat gene on the back, if I could. Dink, dink, dink. Um, Thank you again, Jason.
1: um, Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Yes,
0: like, (laughs) hit the button. Uh,
1: (laughs) Hello. Hey, guys. Like, share, subscribe.
0: Please remember, before we get into this, like, share, and subscribe. And then we're going to go. How
1: many of those, like, dumb reels or whatever TikTok things you've seen, like some girl that's just like, here's my makeup. Like, share, subscribe. Yes. <laughs> and then you have to have your sponsors
0: you know you have to have your 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 keto with Gino or something you know your 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 powder for keto
1: um hey i would yeah. sponsor um community coffee i always like that coffee coffee okay there you go community um, coffee uh i you although i don't drink coffee anymore i used to drink coffee i would okay let's talk about this for a minute <laughs> oh, uh, while coffee we're talks. talking coffee talk coffee uh, talk <laughs> <laughs> This just made me think of Delicious Dish from uh, SNL. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the Alec Baldwin one. just ain't right, but it's funny. Anyway, (laughs) um, the, um, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, I never drank coffee. I thought it was disgusting. Up until about the age of 30-something. And I went to work at a company, (laughs) and uh, a lady there, she's like, you know, kind of got me into it. She's like, try drinking some more and then i drank it and i got to where you know i added like half milk half coffee basically and a bunch of sugar (laughs) uh it pretty much almost every day for like a year i drank it every morning i'd have a cup of coffee sometimes two and after a while i started thinking why am i doing this (laughs) i was like i don't even really need coffee i don't really know if it's waking me up or whatever and so i didn't kind of I guess tethered off of it a little bit, and then before I knew it, it was just like eating ice cream. Like I'd have it once a month or something, and right, right. I couldn't really tell you the last time I had a cup of coffee, even though I do like the taste of it. and I like having, I just haven't had it in a long time.
0: Yeah, you just don't really. Yeah, so that's something. But I would sponsor life. Community Coffee. <laughs> if anybody's listening, yes.
1: if anybody from uh, Community Coffee is listening, I'm your guy.
0: Buy um, the cups, my brand. But uh, there we go. We just switch people. That sounds no. like a. Yeah. That sounds no. like one
1: of those weird. Uh, it's refactor type things.
0: No, it's MCT oil and and all these turmeric and everything in it too added to it. And it actually the coffee just tastes good too, honestly. Mm. And it's low acid, which is a good thing for those of us who get older and who don't want heartburn. Um but uh apparently I'm boring Gene over there. He's gotta wake up. Uh it's like you know, like he has, you know, three kids or something. Um but uh oh, anyway. maybe not <laughs> at all. Okay. Um yeah. So that that's that's good stuff, Gene. That's a, I, uh, <laughs> I have to say I drink one cup a day, maybe two. Um, mm. But you know, my sister drinks it straight black. I'm like, can't do that. Um, Man, uh, although I under- although I understand that's how it was intended to be drank, but yeah, it would have to taste not like whatever it tastes like for me to drink it straight. straight black.
1: Wow, I mean, the only people I knew growing up that drank it straight black were like my uncles. That would sit there smoking a cigarette and drinking their black coffee at the same time, and I'm like, I guess the cigarette just helps it out. I don't know. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's,
1: yeah. Coffee and cigarettes. I remember that smell well from the uh, early '80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, walking to a, you're going to like your family reunion and walk into the room and you got there's a there's an ashtray full of about 20 cigarettes in it, <laughs> but it butted it out and mm. coffee on the table and. Sometimes they put the sometimes they they put out the cigarette in the old coffee that they're not drinking anymore. Hmm. <laughs> this coffee's a little gritty. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, ah, uh, uh, memories. Um
1: yes, memories indeed.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It's uh, it's interesting.
1: Um have you watched uh, change of subject? Have you yeah. watched uh the new Clarkson's Farm yet on? uh Oh, I have MS- not.
0: I, I saw it was there. I need to. I need to start it.
1: Um, yeah, I'm about four episodes in. It's pretty good. It's pretty good.
0: good. Is it yeah, funny as the first ep- the first season.
1: Yeah, it's kind of been like a continuation. I mean, you could tell there's more maturity. Yeah. In learning how to run a farm, he's running into a lot more challenges. Um, in Jeremy Clarkson's style, of course, he's kind of uh you know trying everything he shouldn't try and trying things too early or doing things too late, you know, almost yep. killing himself trying to do thir- We we'll, we'll have a episode about it after you yep. watch it. Just let me okay. know when you're done watching and we'll All
0: right, all right. We'll
1: uh we'll debr- and by the way, to this day in my analytics, Clarkson's Farm episode that we did gets a lot of uh views. Hmm. People I, I see a lot of UK views for that. I mean, so oh, there well, there's, there's you go. a hey. <laughs> Well, I've been Somebody and i've been reading th- things that basically when you do um, episodes and you title them for popular things they 'll get noticed easily
0: now that that's a good point too because it, so we're going to name
1: this one uh Shot down balloon on <laughs> yes, yes, just kidding
0: um, <laughs> yeah, i don't know what you would call it around, around the world in eighty days um but um, yeah. yeah i I think um I believe that the uh, grand tour is probably not going to last much longer. Um Well, they seem to be doing like one, one or two
1: episodes a year. Now, yeah.
0: Right? It's just more. And I don't, I mean, I don't mind. I like the challenge episodes the best anyway. So uh, right. when they, when they used to do top gear, the always the challenge episodes were, I mean, all their stuff was good, but the the ones where they would go and do a specific challenge in a location were always like the best. Right. Um, yeah. So this is kind of the idea of it, but you know, I think they'll all always have work. I mean, James May's things that he does in location, you know, our man in Japan and then our man in Italy were both pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard, Richard Hammond does a great job as a host as well. They're all good hosts on their own. Um, you know, you hate to see them, you know, break up the, the team, but they can always come back and do something and it would get a ton of views anyway. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I need to watch that. I do need to watch that. Definitely.
1: <laughs> well we'll um <clears throat> we'll get back and, and debrief on it. Yeah,
0: I I was trying to think of anything I was like currently watching that wasn't a podcast. And it's yeah, I haven't been able to sit down and watch something you know other than
1: Yellowstone and its
0: spin offs. Um, well, I'll
1: tell you what I've been watching, and I recommend this for anybody. Um I think that it's kind of gotten lost in the um the annals of time with so much uh saturation of movies from like the 1990s and up that uh going back with my wife and i'm an animation fan it's sort of one of my hobbies art and animation and he's good at it too folks no uh, oh, thank you and which that's another uh youtube channel coming it's already kind of going but anyway um you gotta
0: you gotta put on a fake fro for that one but anyway
1: right <laughs> i uh We've been going back and watching – well, first off, we watched all the old Disney animation movies, and they're great, by the way, The everything up until through the 90s, basically. Yep. Um, And we're also going back and watching the live-action Disney stuff from, say, whenever they started in the 1940s, and they just made a ton of movies in the 50s and 60s, and I'm watching movies that I never heard of. And they're just great. Now, I, w- I did watch one this past weekend called A Moon Pilot. Yep. Are you there? The um, genie. This guy, he goes to uh, – he's like a naval officer or something like that, and he meets an alien. It's weird. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of the other movies, you could tell that Walt Disney really wanted to, de- um, to delve into, like, Irish, Scottish folklore – um, things that were sort of Darby uh, O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> yeah, that was a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Sean Connery never, sings in that movie. Never heard of it or seen it. Yeah, such a great movie. <clears throat> um, um, there was another one called um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Gray, um, Gray Friars Bobby. You ever heard of that one? No. Okay, the premise of this one is an actual story based on a real story of in Edinburgh. There was this old shepherd who basically, um I guess his landlord said, I'm sorry, you've gotten too old. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And so he goes back to town and he just tries to find his way. And along his way, this is, I guess, in the 1800s, maybe early 19th, probably um, late 1800s. He sort of gets abandoned. Like he just kind of walks into town. He gets a cold and really sick and a... He had a dog that was his best friend, and the dog followed him all the way back. He unbeknownst to him, to Edinburgh, and he becomes sick and actually dies. And but before he died, he he went to an old uh, restaurant, an old friend that he had. He kind of took him in and gave him some food, and he just left and and ended up dying out in the streets, and nobody really realized it. <clears throat> so they bury him in Greyfriars, um, cemetery, I guess, which is a famous cemetery there. And the dog decides to sleep on top of his grave every night. And so the, um, the Lord or Warden of the, um, I guess graveyard or whatever they call it. Yeah, the caretaker the guy, guy. Yeah, caretaker guy. He gets mad. Like, he, it drives him nuts that the dog won't leave. But the restaurant guy who's just, uh, block away knows about it and it just goes back and forth and so um <clears throat> somebody ends up suing to get the dog um they try to figure out who owned it and it comes back and it turns out that they realize he was owned by this old man old man and the weird thing is is that i'm not trying to get away too much of the movie <laughs> but the um the town ends up trying to figure out what to do with this stray dog And they, you know, it's it's a very interesting story. Long story short, they end up adopt the town of Edinburgh adopts the dog. (laughs) It becomes basically a stray dog that the the city of Edinburgh owned. (laughs) It was very interesting. You know, and they even they even have a statue of the dog this day. Yeah, wow. So,
0: so yeah, Disney was even doing the true life adaptations back then. Um, Yeah. Then you know, I think. It's it's like you said the, the, you forget how many movies they made, but like things like the Parent the, Trap, oh yeah, uh, and uh, let's see, um, Computer War, Tennis Shoes.
1: Uh, I haven't gotten that far. I'm in I'm in the Kurt, early 60s. Yeah, the Kurt so Russell, the Kurt yeah. Russell ones, um, and of and course the, you could forget like the Shaggy Dog and Flubber. Oh gosh,
0: yeah, and you got I mean all the Dean uh, Dean Jones ones, you know, um, Fred McMurray,
1: one of my favorite TV actors of all time.
0: Yeah, uh, Dean Jones, who was Obviously in the Herbie movies, mm-hmm. um, which are my favorites. And then the, um, oh, what was the one with the, oh, the snowball express where, the, where he buys an old, like a ski run. He, he builds a ski resort and restores the ski resort. And they go into this uh, snowball, snowmobile race and he combines like two, two snowmobiles. I mean, this, just some of the stuff that they, mm-hmm. they made movies out of were just. Amazing, and then of course you get your apple dumpling gangs because um, right. you know who, who doesn't
1: laugh at Tim Conway. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're you're kind of in the late sixties and seventies. I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, I mean, I just that's the stuff I camped out on. The know. amount of stuff they made, I'm telling you, between like 1950 and 1965 was incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean that that was their business. I mean, they were there was a new like a new a new Disney movie every month, it seems like probably back then, because that was what people did. I mean, they went to the theater and when, it, when, when going to the theater was an event, you know, going mm-hmm. to the cinema, uh, um, you know,
1: paying oh, we the, called it, we called it picture show back then.
0: <laughs> going
1: to the picture show.
0: Um, you know, uh, it, you're paying your nickel, you know, you had to you know, uh-huh. save save up for that nickel and, and go, you know, I just, it harkens back to a better time too. I
1: think watching those movies. Oh yeah. We Absolutely. say a better
0: time, a different time.
1: um, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want um, yeah, to yeah, go on a rabbit trail about how movies nowadays are all agenda, PC oriented type thing. But but they,
0: but they are. Um, back so then, yeah.
1: though, like that's the thing is that back then, it was telling you an entertaining story, and it didn't have any type of agenda. I mean, maybe a little bit sometimes, but it was telling you a story, just like you're reading a good book. You know.
0: Well, it's it's it was the true meaning of be entertained and escape. Right. You escaped into a story and you were entertained by it. Mm-hmm. And yes, it might have, like, take bed knobs and Broomsticks, you know, uh, which was innovative because it was like Mary Poppins, you know, combining animation and live action Right. a lot. Um, you know, take stuff like that where you look at when those movies were made and you're like, wow, that was made way back then, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and just the amount of, I mean, you know about the artwork of of the Disney animators with the cell animation, you know, having to paint each cell. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the machine he had with levels of racks to give it that kind of where they could pan the camera down through the cells to make it, give it a 3D appearance when it wasn't really 3D. Um, you know, the, just the, the stuff that that company had to invent to make their story happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out, you know, even in the live action stuff. Um, for, for as much as like, say, Later on, a Lucas film, you know, with industrial light and magic made most of the special effects we all love. You know, it's, it's, you can attribute Disney. Disney basically made animation. Right. Um, oh, yeah. They stu- definitely perfected I mean, it. His studio made animation. They um, definitely
1: perfected it.
0: You know, and with uh, sound design for Foley sound stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it made, it made it happen. And, you know, we'll always be grateful as a culture to that now as, as look, crazy as crazy as Disney has gone now.
1: Well I look yeah. at um, I look at Disney and I mean we're not gonna talk about Disney what it is nowadays, but No, it's not worth it. In my in my head, Disney is basically like two thousand and under. Two thousand five ish and under. That was the, the real Disney for the most part. Yeah. Um and especially like we'll say nineteen ninety five ish and under. Basically yeah. anything before um Beauty and the Beast. Or Beauty and the Beast and Down. I mean I like I love Beauty and the Beast. I think that's a great movie. Um, I like Little
0: Mermaid. I love that one. Oh yeah. Um yeah.
1: all the ones made in the nineties. Um Mulan was good. A lot of those were good. Um what was the other one? Um I even liked um oh gosh. Atlantis. <laughs> Atlantis. Yeah, Aladdin was great. Atlantis was good. Um Aladdin, but, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, come on, that's like a tailor made one for Robin Williams.
1: Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. There will never be another one of those. Um, the yeah. um, oh, what I was going to say um, one thing about Disney though that I really admired about him that yeah. nobody really does anymore is even back then though you had noir movies. You know that was its own genre. Yep. And a lot of movies, especially toward the '60s, you know, you got the Thomas Crown Affair movies that had kind of a dark edge to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which I saw that recently and it was, it was pretty good for a sixties movie. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, all these caper movies and stuff like that. Disney's thing was, I like a movie with a happy ending. I'm just trying to do, you know, not every movie has a happy ending, old yeller, but I'm trying to do a movie that's a family movie and it's, you know, it's a movie that you can escape with and be entertained with. And I always like that about Disney's basic, you know, premise. So I brought up a list here. And these are just some of the ones, just to let you know, that I've seen, and I'm like, wow, I never knew that was a good movie. If you haven't seen any of these, Jason, here we go. I'm going to skip the animation ones. These are like the live-action ones. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> uh, Rob Roy, great. Um, The Highland Rogue. Uh, Rob Roy, The Highland Rogue. One of the best movies I've ever seen.
0: So not the Liam Neeson Rob, Rob Roy from later.
1: No, this was from 1954.
0: Wow, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't
1: seen that one. I do want to see the Liam Neeson one. Yeah. Um, Sword in the Rose, great movie. Um, there's a lot of them that you have seen, probably 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, yes. That's what I said, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Davy Crockett, King of the yeah. Wild Frontier. Yep, I remember that one. I would have never guessed how how great patriotic – Great movie that was. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the Disney true life movies are great from back then where they do the, um, nature things. Oh yeah. Uh, the littlest outlaw. Great movie. Have you ever seen the <laughs> yep. locomotive chase? The great yep. locomotive chase. Yep. Yep. Outstanding movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Westward Ho the Wagons. Great. Johnny, uh, Tremaine. Oh, Johnny I, Tremaine. I forgot about that i I never wow. heard of it. I have seen it, but yeah, been a while. watched that with a wife, and I was just like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen um, old Yeller obviously very sad but great movie yeah uh the light in the forest another great movie um not the it was i'll take that back light in the light in the forest was good, but it wasn't great. it was good. it was a very interesting yeah. it was i think it was based on a uh, an, on a novel a lot of these were based on the novels it's basically about a um A white guy that was adopted by Indians, and his white family wanted to bring him back to white society in the 1800s, so he had to figure the whole thing out. It it was kind of a um, deep movie. Um, Let's see. Darby O'Gillich, you mentioned, was great. Uh, Third Man on the Mountain was great. Hmm. Um, Toby Tyler or Ten Weeks with a Circus. Great kids movie. It's about a kid that basically ran away (laughs) to the circus and he had to figure out how to survive. It was great. Um, Kidnapped is one of the best Disney movies I've ever seen. And it's basically like a – it's sort of like – no, it's not even like Treasure Island. Basically, Kidnapped is – this guy basically is going to get an inheritance. But his uncle doesn't want him to get the inheritance, so, so he has him kidnapped and hmm. pirates take him away. So he has to figure out how to redeem himself. <laughs> it's wow. a great movie. Uh, then, uh, what else were a few other ones? Talked about Parents Trap, *Greyfriars Bobby, Babes in Toyland. Kind of weird, but pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was a little trippy when you don't think it's, tri- it's like, hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little weird. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much the highlights of ones that I've watched where I've never heard of these movies. So,
0: I don't remember when movies like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang were made. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we talked about Flubber and, or, uh, The Asset Minded Professor, which was the first one and then Flubber. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other stuff. Um, they were a little, a little further in the sixties. Yeah. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with, you know, Dick Van Dyke and, mm-hmm. and that one always was good to me. Um, another one with a car. So, you know, you know always kind of had a thing for the cars. Um. Yeah, I was trying to think of some other ones from back then too. It, like you said, there's just so many. I mean, yeah. and then they made they made classics all throughout the decades. Like you said, probably up until about two thousand. Oh yeah, I would say because every now and then we'll come. Then they started getting onto the true the true sports stories for a right. while, um, which right. are good. Um, but it's like okay, it's kind of like a comic book movie. It's like okay, let's think of something else. Um, right. You know, and I think there's, I mean, you look at movies like, I'll jump ahead, a way ahead here, that you don't realize are, are Disney movies like The Black Hole. Um, talk about a dark movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, never cared <laughs> um, sure to watch that one.
0: That one, uh, it was good, but it was, whew. Uh, and then Tron. Um, you know, Tron was definitely dark as well.
1: Um, yeah. Very good movie
0: though. Yeah, very good movie. It was, out of the box for for sure out of the box and ahead of its time big time um Mm -hmm. uh enough to where it had staying power to where when they made the second one they actually did a good job with the second one um Mm. and it was a continuation it wasn't a redo which i like Mm -hmm. um you know there's so throughout the decades obviously in the 70s you had you know late 60s to early mid 70s you had the herbie movies um and you know those had their own their own thing to them, um, man. There's just so many. You know, if you could get through the list of all these. Oh yeah. these decades of of shows and and movies, and it's just like, can you imagine? Can you imagine the excitement of going to the movies back then?
1: Yeah, you know, there. And, you know, I should point out that there are some good Disney live actions that have been post 2000s. Like the Rookie is really good.
0: Again, a true life sports story. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, um, you know, another recent one. Is um, safety? That's a great movie. If you haven't seen yeah. it,
0: um, you know we obviously you know remember the Titans and.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I always forget that's a Disney one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can bet if it's a true sports story, it's probably Disney. Um, uh, what was the one um, with Mark Wahlberg where he played the the guy that walked onto the
1: philadelphia oh, i have yet to see that one i want to watch it one day yeah
0: it was good i mean it was it was really good i'm I'm kicking myself for not remembering the title people mm-hmm. if you're listening to this i'm sorry um but um it had kind of a it had a one name title as well uh but that was a uh, about um oh god what was the guy's i can't i can't remember the title of the movie i'm not gonna remember. the guy the actual real guy's name oh uh vince papali who mm. walked who walked on to the philadelphia eagles i mean talk about a total like it's kind of similar to the
1: rookie. Yeah,
0: it's similar to the rookie. You know, where his kids bet him. You know, he would have to go try out for the baseball team, mm-hmm. and he did, and for three years was killing it. Yeah, um, it's funny. I don't remember him as a player. You know, but mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Some of these stories, you're like, I don't remember that guy. Um, and I don't think was Friday Night Lights them. I don't. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was. Um, I don't either. Yeah, I know. No. I know it was a book, and it was about Texas football, which doesn't get much bigger for college, for high school football than Texas.
1: Right. Um, uh, Saving you know, Mr. Banks was good.
0: Oh my gosh, that was the one I was going to say.
1: That's from 2014.
0: You know, as much as I don't like the actor in it. 13. Um, that movie was probably one of Disney's best in the past 20 years. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never ever teared up in a Disney movie. Much, I teared up in the theater at that one. That one was, Mm. you know.
1: Yeah, it was very good.
0: Everybody complained that it was Disney doing a movie about Walt Disney, but it wasn't about Walt. Right. You know, it was about the woman who wrote Mary Poppins.
1: Yeah, and the process and.
0: And the process, but it was about her, basically forgiving her father. Yeah, Yeah. And and I just. Wow. I mean, it just it was it was deeper than I thought it was going to be um, that mm. one. That that is one of those surprises. I'm glad you brought that one up. That one's definitely one of those surprises. I actually bought that movie oh. uh, on physical copy. And, I you know, these days I don't buy as many physical copies of movies unless they're old ones um, that have been remastered frame by frame like Rad, which was mm. just was just done in a ultra 4K remastered frame by frame by this little boutique. Uh, production house that does, does those kind of things. And man, it, I paid, I paid a lot of money for it, but, um, it's the best looking, cheesy dated 80s movie, 80s movie you'll ever see. Um, but, I mean, we've talked about movies in the past before and, you know, what they do and what they mean to us, you know, right. And it, a lot of it is stuff I used to watch, you know, when the Disney Channel first came out, they were showing a lot of those old movies because there wasn't a lot of new ones. And so we saw all those old 50s, 60s, 70s movies from Disney. And, yeah, yeah. And you you gotten to fall in love with what your parents fell in love with back in the day. You know, okay, kind
1: of, I have a quick question for you, by the way, not to interrupt. No, um, go ahead. Do you – okay, I'm going to ask you a true or false question. Um, the uh, movie Sound of Music, mm-hmm. Walt Disney movie, true or false? Not a true, exactly. I mean false.
0: False. It is not a Disney movie. Right. right.
1: It was. they own right. it now. But they own the rights, but it
0: was not originally a Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, you can
1: find it on yeah, they own the rights and you can watch it on whatever, um through right. Disney.
0: But yeah, I I, I always I thought agree. it was a Disney movie. Well it looks like it should be a Disney well because Julie Andrews is in it. That's why everybody assumes it's a Disney movie too.
1: Ah. yeah. Uh,
0: Mary Poppins is you know.
1: Yeah. great movie though uh, sound of music has to be one of my favorite you know it, it it's disney. not yeah it's or i mean uh musicals
0: yeah kind of like music man wasn't disney either but mm. it seems like it would be um and that's my favorite musical of all time um
1: oh is it now oh
0: ah. yeah got... i played i played parts of the lead in in high school and then in college um professor harold hill um
1: See, folks, you did not know that Jason was a thespian and a, a musical thespian, not musical thespian. aficionado. Um,
0: but, uh, yeah, I always remember watching that when I was a kid because I always used to come on regular like network television around Easter and mm. I memorized Trouble in River City when I was like seven or eight years old and I'd known it ever since. And so what happened in high school this is a little side story here, side anecdote for Jason. Um, In high school, my high school, Clarkson High School in DeKalb County, Georgia, um, I was auditioning to just be considered for solos for our dessert theater, which is our variety show where we did, like, dialogue that we wrote, and then we did, like, famous songs in between. Really a lot of fun, a great experience. And I auditioned for just the chance to have solos with Trouble in River City, and they were just floored by it. They were like, "How did you not look at the words?" Well, I've known it since I was a kid, and um, it's yeah. If, if anybody doesn't know the song, it's he's trying to drum up support for a, a, a boys band in River City, Iowa, and he sees a pool table being delivered to a, to a billiard hall, and he imagine this creates fear and hysteria uh, <laughs> over something. <laughs> it's nothing new under the sun, folks. Um, with this pool table and he drums up support for his mm-hmm. boys band to get kids into music to get mm-hmm. them away from this. And so it's just, it's this whole convincing the town scene. And, um, uh, so I did that in my senior year dessert theater. I did uh, trouble in River City. I wore the salesman looking jacket with a straw hat. Um, and, uh, I did that and it was, uh, you know, it was good. And you know, I like my fair lady as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of those aren't Disney movies now. Disney may have the rights to them now, right? Right. And I'm not really sure on all those
1: anyway. But well, a lot of those were like um, Fox, and they sold a lot of their stuff off. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 20th like Century that. Fox
0: did that. Yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of people yeah. like that. You're right. Not it's an kind, artist. You know, we just—it's funny how you just assume they own everything when they don't. Um, they that they, they didn't start it at
1: least. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's the Disney musicals were always good. Um. Well, I hate to report to you that I've never seen the music. Man, so I need to watch that. Yeah, we will need to watch <laughs> I will favorite. watch
0: that with you sometime. Um, that one, but you have to don't watch the Matthew Broderick TV one that came out, you know. Uh, oh no, I know Fide you need that one. Oh, gosh, that was uh, I I oh, I was embarrassed. Not good, huh? I was embarrassed for him. Um, because when no, you okay, watch when you watch Robert Preston do it. Right. The boisterous, you know, wow. old West yeah. actor Robert Preston. You know, he talks like this and he comes like out. Nobody and just, nobody
1: else can do singing in the rain. Don't don't redo that movie. Right, yeah,
0: yeah. Don't please don't ever redo that one either. That's a classic. Stick.
1: That um, might be my favorite. I don't know. Well, that's a good one. Um. Yeah. But
0: uh <clears throat> so Matthew Broderick did it, but he just kinda slurred through the words and I'm just like, You've got to be exact and you gotta and if anybody doesn't know who Robert Preston is, if you've ever seen the movie Last Starfighter about the kid who gets called in to fight the aliens off because he was playing a video game in a trailer park. Um, <laughs> the last Starfighter. Um, Centauri in that movie, that's Robert Preston. Um, and that was his last movie he ever did before he died. Um mm. he plays the alien Centauri, who's recruiting him, who's going to pick him up. Um, and and you can tell he you can just tell his Broadway voice. You know, and and a lot of that becomes because Broadway actors have to act a lot of times without you know, without lapel mics. Right. So they've got to project to maybe mics are there and back in the day there weren't any mics there. So um but that came across and then that you had a lot of the people in T V that were that are T V and movies that come from the the stage background. Val Kilmer's that way, he came from stage background. Um which is why he was so good um yep. at his stuff. Um, we covered
1: Val Kilmer, Jason. I know. I'm, just, I'm. 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Just, uh, well, I'm just uh, reflecting back, but it's just. Yeah, that's no, okay. Right. You know. Um. So yeah. Uh, I, no, I I agree. Um. We need to close it out because I gotta get to bed and do married things. So I guess um, we figured out that they don't have a time limit on this one. Yeah. No, it does not appear to. We're almost at the sixty-minute. That's 60 good. That's we'll good. see if it records. Um. This might all just right. be you and me talking, and nobody knows it.
0: <laughs> it, is, it is recording down there on the bottom. It appears it says, to be.
1: Hopefully it saves it. Yeah. Um, I, um, Technology. Oh, by the way, I, uh, I'll end on this note and you could say one, two, if you want, maybe we'll have a, a musical episode. For oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to think of a modern musical that I like that was made within the last, we'll say 20 to 25 years. Um, Newsies comes to mind, but I don't know if that was in the last 25 years. I really like that movie. It's over 30 years old now. Yeah, that might be a 1990-ish movie, maybe. Yeah. But that, I really did like uh, Newsies. But a lot of these newer ones, like, I don't know, they do Chicago and Moulin Rouge, and I don't, I can't think of a newer one that I, the, the Music Man wasn't bad. I mean, not the Music Man, um, oh gosh, the one with, um, the guy that played Wolverine, uh. In uh, X Men, um, yeah, you're talking about the greatest showman. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty decent. Yeah, it got a
0: little worn out on me though. Um yeah.
1: you know, production I, wise, though, I liked it. I think. I mean, just what they I, were trying to do, I got it. You know,
0: I might get, I might get some some cross remarks or thoughts from people if they <laughs> listen to this, but I actually like the movie version of Phantom of the Opera*. I actually liked it. You know, um,
1: ah,
0: with uh, Gerard Butler and Emmy mm-hmm. Rossum. Now, Emmy Rossum only took that role because Anne Hathaway was not available. Hmm. So for that matter, I like the new – the movie version of Les Mis. That was yeah. brilliant because they used live audio recording.
1: Yeah, the, la- the last 15 years, i say Les Mis might be my favorite. Um, it's done, been done. Now,
0: I'm also familiar with the music from it, so it was like going right back to being in high school again. Yeah. Um And mm. so was
1: Phantom of the Opera. Um Band of the opera is hard to beat—the live version, obviously. But
0: yeah, anyway. well, now I saw it with the original with the original touring London cast, so I got to see it with Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman. Oh, which, I'm sure
1: it was good.
0: I mean, when we saw it, you know, it was cool because we saw it in the Fox, which is how where it was written for.
1: Uh huh. Um, yeah. So
0: you know that was a cool idea, but anyway,
1: it just the music's yeah. so cool.
0: So. Oh yeah, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's going to be a little rockin', It's going to be that way. Um.
1: And I felt like my uh, eyebrows were going to get burned off at one point. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, it
0: <was> to... <laughs> and I know and a lot of people weren't weren't expecting the chandelier either, which is awesome. Um, but uh, they, you know, it's it's an art form, and it's hard to make a new one. I mean, I, they say I, I'm going to get people should probably kick me in the head. I have not seen Hamilton. Ah, um, uh,
1: I I'm tried not, to watch it, but I'm I sorry, just, rap's just not my thing. I just
0: can't. I understand what he did, and I'm not saying he's not talented. Whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Manuel. Oh yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I done mean, talented,
0: well sure. talented, talented. Great. It's just not my thing.
1: And, no, it was done well. And I uh, will say, know, he did a good job on the Mary Poppins remake for what it is. I mean, I don't really think you need to remake that movie. Well, it's sort of a part two. Yeah, of it. it's a part two. Yeah, but, I, I mean, yeah, it was oh, it was okay.
0: He's he's brilliant. I mean, he's just he's phenomenal. Oh, for sure. Um, he's just one of those those people that come along that's just like, oh, he's going to do good at whatever he does. And that's, you know, there yeah. are those people. He's like he's like a prince basically of <laughs> of musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just yeah, it's just not my thing. I just couldn't get into it and, you know, I'm so big into history and, you know, actual history and not let's try to rewrite things. Not that they they really didn't really rewrite it. They just took a different twist on it. And not really a big Alexander Hamilton fan. if you want to know my true feelings on it? So it doesn't really help me going to see the movie. I've got the book. I'm about to read it. It's yeah, the, I mean I've got the book, t- the book yeah.
1: on Hamilton. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just there's a there's a there's a lot of them out there, man. Um, I don't know so, if they're
1: about to, you. Have you heard if they're about to try to do any musicals coming up? I don't know. I don't
0: know. No, Disney doesn't have the money. Um, well, I mean, maybe,
1: just in general, like if there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's coming. To, like, I can't believe there hasn't – there's not been a Wicked movie. Like, La- Les Mis is the last one that I remember that was big that was about to hit the theaters and stuff, you know?
0: Well, Hamilton – I mean, yeah, Hamilton. Was oh, good. no, I'm sorry.
1: The Greatest Showman might have been, actually. Yeah, or Greatest Hamilton. Showman. Um,
0: yeah. You know, Hamilton basically, they just show the stage play. That's kind of how Chicago was. It uh. was shot as if you were sitting in the – you know what I mean? Like, it looks like it was on a stage. It wasn't shot as a movie. It was shot as a, a musical on a stage. So, mm. um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe they haven't can't no. believe they haven't done Wicked. Honestly, Wicked's the one that I I thought would have been done. By yeah,
1: me. yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, we're going to close it out. Thanks everybody for joining us, Jason. Yeah. Any closing remarks? Nope. Just uh, yeah. When can we expect that new podcast? Uh, this I'm hoping. I don't know. Should I even uh, guesstimate within six months to a year? Yeah. End of year should end of the year be your goal?
0: I mean, I could probably. I'm, Depends on when I get a new laptop and I mean I could do it with this I could do it with this laptop, but just for everybody to know, this is a really old MacBook uh MacBook Pro, but it's still an old one. Um so you just can't upgrade as much. Um I could do it in this format that I'm in right now, but it'll be
1: when I move in. Uh, yeah. well, hey, to there you know,
0: and and get that all set up and
1: if you um, want to have an initial one. I've got the recording here. we'll record it this way yeah and i'll I'll send you the video file and it can be yours That's right I'll be doing a uh i'll be your on, first guest on on location <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know like i said it it'll be just as a a parting kind of little little statement here it will be uh, it's geopolitical geo financial geo whatever um in in nature. And it's going to be with the the idea of cutting through the crap and bringing truth and bringing as, as close to truth as we can figure out and and opinions on that on that those facts. And it's not going to be it just just I won't say fair warning, but just kind of like, <laughs> you know, we're going to keep it obviously clean because, you know, I'm not dirty and, you know, whatever I'm going to have on is not. Dirty mouth or any of that mess. We're not doing that. I want, I want at least to, you know if if there's a kid in the room for them to be able to listen and it not feel like you have to censor it. Um, some of the subject matter that comes up that has come up in some of the podcasts I'm listening to, obviously you'd have to give a little bit of a warning, but uh, not to give anything away. I don't want to talk about that stuff here. But I, it, it's going to be with that idea of we talk about the goings on the current events through the lens of believing in in Jesus our lord and savior and amen and his plan and his sovereignty over it um and his placement of certain people in good and bad roles there we go some <laughs> um, time you know for reasons um and not to say Not to say sit back and enjoy your popcorn, enjoy the show, but to an extent we have, we have a part in the epic that is God's story. And that's kind of my idea for that. Um, and we talk about it through that lens of how does this, how does this affect the kingdom, my place in it, my role, that kind of thing. Um, and that way I can keep it on a positive note. Because it's real easy to get into these things and just get completely Debbie Downer and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is going on. Y'all got to know that this is really going on behind the scenes and these people mm-hmm. are really in control. You know, yes, we'll still talk about that, but we'll talk about why they don't win. You know, because we win. You know, God wins. God, God has already won. It's not He's not winning. He He's not going to win. He's already won, and that's what people need to realize all right. through all of this. And and when you do that, what is? There's nothing more positive than that.
1: Okay, Jason, well, that uh we'll we'll stay tuned. I'll stay tuned. Stay tuned. And uh, we kids. put in over an hour and 8 minutes. Wow. Jane, okay. We are we are seasoned veterans. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us everybody and we will talk to you later. Goodbye.